Good morning, and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It's day number 307 of our three-year journey through God's Word, and we are in Psalms 46 and 47. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your Word. It is rich and a blessing to us in its various forms. We thank you for the Psalms, which give us language to pray to you, to sing to you, and to know the heart of Christ. We pray that you would speak to us today through the Psalms. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Psalm 46 and 47. Psalm 46 is written to the choir master. It is a psalm of the sons of Korah. It is according, according to Alamoth, which is probably the tune it was set to. And it is a song. You might think that's true of all the psalms, but not all of them have the title that it is a song, um, which means it is very musical and tuneful. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Selah. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Come. Behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress, Selah. Psalm 46 is a beautiful and familiar psalm. Uh, it was partly the inspiration for Martin Luther's great hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, as the refrain that occurs uh, three, uh, twice here is that the God of Jacob is our fortress. A mighty fortress is our God. And it begins with God as a refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And Martin Luther adapted this hymn to the Christian life, to talk about the enemy of our soul, Satan, who rages against us, though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, right? But we have, we will not fear, for God hath willed his truth to triumph through us. We, we don't need to be afraid. That, that word of God can, can f is far above all earthly powers and, and, and can fell our enemy with one single word. And that's the kind of thing that we're reminded here uh, in Psalm 46 of. We live in a combat zone. The earth is a, a conflict zone between the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light and truth and righteousness and redemption, and the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of darkness, of lies, of deception and murder and, and eternal death. God is at work 
to draw people to his son, Jesus Christ, and through Jesus Christ to give his people eternal life. Satan is at work to blind the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of God in the face of Christ Jesus. And they can't come to Jesus Christ for salvation. And this is a spiritual war. Yesterday, we talked about that when we were in Joshua 10. We talked about the reality of warfare, that we translate that from the Old Testament um, physical conflict to the New Testament spiritual warfare, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the kingdoms and the powers of this dark world. And so that's the kind of thing that we draw from Psalm 46. It's about the city of God, which is the church. The church is the habitation of the Most High. The church has God in our midst and we will not be moved. God will help us when morning dawns. And when morning dawns can be a reference to whenever God shines his light upon us of grace and goodness, brings renewal, brings revival, brings uh, victory, but also it ultimately points to that day when morning will dawn once and for all, when Jesus Christ will come again, the bright and morning star, and there will be no more night, no more darkness. For when the Lamb is in our midst, then we will have light continually with us. And so that God will help her when morning dawns. There are times in our lives when we're in the dark night of the soul or we're in deep struggle against depression or anxiety or fear or temptation or the church is under siege or has compromised with worldliness or is being marginalized and persecuted. And sometimes God brings renewal. God brings revival. God brings a rekindling of hope. God brings the light of the gospel to bear and morning dawns in our souls and in the church in this life. But ultimately, the time will come when he will utter his voice, verse 6, and the earth will melt as with an intense heat. All evil will be done away with. All nations will be obliterated. All the enemies of God's people will be brought to an end and he will make wars to cease to the ends of the earth. He will break the bow. He will shatter the spear. He will burn the chariots with fire. When Jesus Christ comes again, and every eye sees him and every knee bows and every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord, then we will see the full consummation, the full and upward acknowledgement of verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. That day is coming. There are times when God gives us a, a preview of that, when he shows himself mighty to save through sending a great revival through turning the hearts of many people to himself, through advancing his church in a glorious way in the world. But ultimately, the day is coming. And in the meantime, we're in warfare. And we know that the God of Jacob is our fortress. The Lord of hosts is with us. Lord of hosts is Yahweh of the heavenly armies. He's the great I am, our covenant God, who commands the hosts of heaven. He's the God of Jacob. I love that title because Jacob was the deceiver. Jacob was the usurper. Jacob was the wrestler. And he's the God of Jacob, and he's our fortress. Amen. Love Psalm 46. Psalm 47 is written to the choir master. It is a psalm of the sons of Korah. And it calls us to sing by saying, clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared a great king over all the earth. He subdued peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chose our heritage for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loves. Selah. 
God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the peoples gather as the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. He is highly exalted. Amen. What a short and joyful and triumphant psalm. I've commented many times before that the order of the psalms is no happenstance accident. They weren't just sort of thrown together in a barrel and dumped out on the floor. And what order did they come out in? There's an intentionality. And so in Psalm 46, we have the struggle. We have the conflict and we have the hope that the Lord of hosts is with us and the God of Jacob is our fortress in the midst of the battle. But here we have the great victory. Here we have the triumph of the Lord. And I think that verse 5 in particular is a reference to the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. When Jesus Christ overcame sin and death and hell and he came alive forevermore and he had the keys to death and Hades and he appeared to his people over the course of 40 days assuring them that he was alive forevermore, he then ascended into heaven and he sat down at the right hand of God the Father in that same resurrection body and he is God and man. He is the man Christ Jesus and the Lord God Almighty. He is he has gone up with a shout. He has ascended into heaven. He sits at the right hand of God and he reigns over all the nations. Now the gospel goes forth into the world with power, with the power of the Holy Spirit. The, the, the absolute stranglehold that Satan has had on this world is fundamentally broken by the resurrection and ascension and intercession of Jesus Christ. Because as he pours out his Holy Spirit, and as we proclaim the gospel, we set the captives free, the light penetrates the darkness, people come to know the Lord, and, and, and the darkness is pushed back. Jesus said, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Gates are what are defensive. The, the church advances into the world, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But again, just like in Psalm 46, this ultimately, while it's happening now, and it is the proclamation of the gospel now, and he is the great king over all the earth now, and he does sit over the nations now, it is coming in its most glorious fullness. It is coming when Jesus comes again. And Revelation 21 tells us that the kings of the earth will bring the glory of the nations into the new Jerusalem. That there will be royalty from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. And they will bring the best of that tribe, the best of that tongue, the best of that civilization, their treasures, their accomplishments, their, their glory. They will bring it and they will lay it down at the feet of Jesus in the new Jerusalem. Now, that, that, that doesn't mean that the entire world is going to become Christianized. It doesn't mean that the United Nations is going to become a holy assembly of hymn singing, Jesus praising people. No, but it means that when Jesus comes again, there will be from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation, all of the earth gathered together a people who belong to God. And there will be royalty among each of those tribes and tongues and peoples and nations, and they will come together. They will be the princes of the people. 
They may be beggars now. They may be shopkeepers. They may be blacksmiths. They may be street sweepers. They may be school teachers. They may be firefighters. But they will be the princes of their people because they will be seen to be those who have loved Jesus and those who have served him faithfully and those who have longed for his appearing. And they will come and bring the glory of their nation into the new Jerusalem. So we need to be encouraged. I mean, there's so much in the, in the world and the news that can get us down and get us discouraged. You just you ten, take 10 seconds to watch the news and you can become disgusted and overwhelmed by what appears to be happening in the world. Psalm 46 and 47 are great perspective for us. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He is to be feared a great king over all the earth. He subdues peoples and nations under our feet. He has gone up with a shout. He, he reigns over all the nations. He sits on his holy throne. That's the truth. And that's worth rejoicing in and living for. Amen? Let's pray. Father, what a good and gracious and wonderful God you are. What a great Savior your Son is. What a powerful Deliverer your Holy Spirit is. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be glorified in our lives as we proclaim you and as we enjoy you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, tomorrow we're going to be in the book of Proverbs, and Mike Telercio is going to be our guest teacher again. Hope you could join us for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm -hmm.